0: upset bored, or happy. So write down if there's a pattern in your emotions. Then um, I want you to look at the routine around your craving. So, do you crave the food at the same time each day or week? Do you like to have a chocolate bar every afternoon at 4 p.m. for an energy boost? Because that's quite a common one, and that is more to do with mindset again and habits. And you need to break the habit rather than, and that will help curb the craving. Um, the company again, do you crave more when you're on your own or is it your friend who's a bad influence? You know, we've all got that skinny friend who can eat and eat and stay looking gorgeous and they're often the worst people. Okay. Um, location. So is there a place where you get the cravings more often? So one big trigger point could be workplaces when colleagues celebrating birthdays and they're bringing cakes in, um, you know, where I used to work as, Offices are the worst culprits because there's always, people always bring stuff in and then the, and it's just there and it's sat there. So every time you go past a table to go to the toilet or something, it's there and it's so tempting. So that could be another trigger for you. And then we've got events. Do you find yourself craving the food after arguments or do you like to celebrate? So once you've identified the main reasons you crave that particular food, then start to either avoid those situations or learn to replace the food with something else So that brings me to the final step, which is replacement. So it's easier to give something up if you can replace it with something else. So that's why smokers, you know, you'll see them using these e-cigs now or the gum because the e-cigs are really good because they can still feel like they're indulging in it, but they're not doing as much harm to the bodies and they're doing the same, it's the same routine. You know, they can go out to smoke in break times and then do the same movements with the hands. So it's just replacement and it's all psychologically and all in the mind. Okay, so there's two alternatives you can use, two replacements you can use to help curb your food cravings. So the first one is alternative foods. So what you'll need to do for this is identify some healthier options that will give you the same feeling as if you were eating the original bad for you food. So if you've got savory cravings for crisps, pies, fries, nuts, why not try an oat cake spread with almond butter or maybe some kale crisps. So what you do with that is just drizzle kale with oil and put it in an oven for five to ten minutes until it go crispy. So they're just two ideas. Okay, And I know you might be thinking, you know, it's not the same, but we're just starting out. And even if you do have your food that you crave once a week, you can use these, you know, at other times. So you're still not missing out on the food that you love. But if you can get the same feeling as if you're eating the food you love, it'd be great and you might get to like kale crisps. Okay, so if you crave the sweet stuff, then some alternatives are trail mix with dried fruit and nuts or some plain dark chocolate. Uh, 70% or over is better because the bitter taste means you'll only want a couple of squares anyway. Or maybe some dried fruit. I mean, I love dried figs they just taste so sweet and it'll just give you that sweet kick and it actually for me it makes me a bit feel fuller as well than as if I had a chocolate bar I still have chocolate don't get me wrong I still have chocolate I still have biscuits but not as often a lot of the time where I would be craving the chocolate I now have some of those other things instead the other thing that you can do is a displacement activity it's called So you can replace the tempting food with another activity. And really what this does, they call it distraction uh, technique. It just takes your mind off the craving. Okay, and this is effective because cravings don't last that long. So it's easier to curb it by refocusing your mind on something else than it is to try to not give in by willpower alone. So if you're there thinking about, I must not have that food, I must not have that food. What you're actually doing is thinking about that food. And you're just making it harder for yourself. So it's better to take your mind off that and do something else. So depending on where you're getting the craving, you know, you can maybe do some exercise. As I said, if you're at work, you know, try and take a break if you can. Just walk away till the craving subsides. Talk to a friend at work. You know, read a book. Go for a walk. Play with your child. Phone a friend. These are all things that you can do depending on where you are to try Um you know, and get rid of that, cur- that crave, that feeling of, I really need that food, taking your mind off it. Okay, so I'm going to leave that there. I do have, if you want to know more about, you know, curbing your cravings, I do have a little workbook. It's only 99 cents. It's on my website that you can download. And it will goes through the three steps that I told you on this podcast. And there's also three further steps And there's actually space for you to actually do all the work that I'm talking about now. Um, So you can keep that and look back at it and hopefully curb those cravings once and for all and not do too much damage at the Christmas buffet table. So I'm going to leave that there and I will see you in the next podcast. Bye for now. If you love this show, why not head on over to Angie's website at educangel.com. Otherwise, it's been great having me here. See you next time. Welcome to the Cheap Café Podcast Show with your hostess, Angie, founder of Educangel.com. again from Educangel and this is episode 10. Thank you for joining me. So today I want to talk about cravings. It's coming up to Christmas and we all want to minimize the damage of eating too many things at those buffet tables and all those tempting nibbles and things like that. And what I want to give you today are three ways that you can curb those cravings. Now, let's start with the first one then. So what I suggest you do, first of all, is to identify what cravings that you have. So it could be that you don't think that you have any, but a craving can be you just sat there and you just think, I just feel like a bar of chocolate. And it it's not where you sort of thinking, I have to have chocolate and it's really strong. It could just be, I think I'll have a bar of chocolate. It's not strong craving, but you're not hungry. It's just you've decided that you want that food for whatever reason, okay? And what I want you to do is to keep this cravings journal just so that you can identify these things because most of the time you get cravings when you're not hungry, okay? And that's the problem because a lot of the time you should really only eat when you're hungry. So what I want you to do in your diary is every time that first of all identify the food you should know which food it is that your downfall for some people it's sweet stuff so it's chocolate cakes and you know maybe sweets and for other people it's the savoury that does the damage so it's peanuts crisps um, bread so you know yourself what food it is that causes the problem for you so what I want you to do is every time you sort of get an urge, it doesn't have to be a strong urge, but every time you get an urge to eat that food, I want you to jot it down. I mean, there's lots of apps you can get for phones now, such as Evernote, Colournote, or you know, your notepad on your phone. And so you don't actually have to have a notepad with you, you can do it on your phone these days. And what I want you to do is to put in the time, date, and so on when you got the craving. Okay, because it could be that you're having these cravings several times a day. And then I want you to write down how you were feeling when you started to crave it. Were you bored? Were you excited and thought, I want to reward myself? There's different feelings that you get when you crave things. Um, Also write down were there any trigger events that happened before it, such as an argument with somebody or maybe finishing a piece of work. Some people like to reward themselves with their forbidden food, as they call it. So write down also where you were when you got the craving, because sometimes it's the atmosphere or, you know, the environment or whatever that means you get the craving. Write down whether or not you were actually hungry. And then also write down whether or not you gave in to your craving or whether you're trying to use as much willpower as you could to avoid it. And then write down how you felt after you either gave in to your craving or ignored your craving. And then last but not least, write down who you were with when you got the craving, if you were with anyone. So this is an important step as over a period of time, you might start to see patterns in your cravings. So if there's a clear pattern, then this is good as it means you can start to break that pattern and curve your cravings. So if you know that you only tend to crave that at two o'clock in the afternoon in the office okay then you can try and change you know the way that you crave so it could be that you know at two o'clock maybe try and go out of the office if you can yeah even if it's just to walk to the toilet or you know get some air if you're allowed to you know just get out of that environment if that's when you know that you get that craving okay so what i want you to do after that the second step is to analyze your cravings diary and look for patterns so the things that we're interested in are emotional cravings so do you crave the food most when you're